Good evening. I would like to discuss today about the role of the architect in the effort to reclaim the city by the citizens, common folks, um, people in general, who seems to be marginalized, such as persons with disabilities and people in the low income group and older persons. And in general, people who are, seem to not be able to, um, uh, you know, seems to be um, not being able to use the city. Um, the city seems to be discriminating upon them and what we're going to do about it. The role of the architect is crucial in all this. When we see the architect who was trained in a certain way and with a certain skill sets and competencies, we can see that the architect can see the bigger picture of what's happening to society. The architect can choose to be uh, commercial minded and work in a corporation. That is how traditionally the architect is being thought um, to seamlessly uh, absorb into, um, into um, uh, working with uh, developers and working with um, companies, uh, architectural companies that serve developers and much of what is happening, that seems to be the normal things that architects do. But architects have to be conscious that some, the fact that they are also part of a collaborative team um, in the built environment, amongst the built environment professionals that include the planners and other consultants, engineers, landscape architects, and real estate surveys and so on, that, that they also collaborate in a way with local authorities and other agencies to develop cities and their decisions because they often play the role of the leader in a team. Um, they have to have a sense of, of fair play and deciding for uh, people who are not able to bring this discussion to the, to the development. So the architect with the conscience, um, when looking at the role of the architect to be somewhat a conscience, when you talk about four, there are four sides really. If you look at reclaiming the city, there are, there are north, east, west and south of what an architect would, uh, I mean, not necessarily all four, but in, 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 to enable to reclaim the city, at least start of being one of them. And the, in the north, you can see the conscience. This is not easy to be an urban activist. Um, the motivation for the urban activists, the architect as the urban activist or as the activist, they can even be social activists, they can even be disability activists, whatever they fancy, but basically an activist. Is the, when we say the conscience, 
An activist is a, is a conscious, is people, individuals that becomes the conscious conscience of the society. It's not easy to be, to be the one reminding, to be the one cajoling, to be the one lobbying, to be the one persistent in reclaiming the city. Reclaiming the city as we know it uh, is the title for this upcoming webinar. And, and um, what does that mean, reclaiming the city for the architect? So we're looking at the architect now, yeah? Motivation for the architect uh, as an urban activist comes from much interaction with other activists, much reading, much following the news, much effort, maybe in writing, um, in, in, um, in being with other people, in being with other like-minded consciousness. There are a lot of people who are tuned to this, to, to, to relate to their, that part of themselves where something's not right, something's not so there is imbalance in society and in how things are done. So there is a role for these people and the architect fits into this. He, he or she is not, um, it's not an odd thing that an architect to do this. And it's been proven in, in, a, in the six traditions by Charles Jenks, in his book on late modernism about architectural work that are acts of activism um, propagating a certain ideology or um, is part of a movement. That is something that is, has been done in, in history and continue to do so. Um, their work actually could be drawings, could be um, alternative master plan or could be a master plan itself that has these tendencies. Often things which has to do with uh, investment comes from developers or people who are, who is not interested in, who seems not to be interested in the, in, uh, the to create a balance in society, to, to not interested into making a walkable city or, you know, so that's why when the architects started his, his or her forays into urban design, um, you know, that's why, that's why the way it works is that it's pigeonholed. Architects have to just do behind the boundaries, do the work behind the boundaries, not to consider thinking about urban design and planners would stick to planning and zoning, not thinking about on the street level, on seamless travel, on seamless connectivity and these ideas of, of making things more accessible. So um, the architect can do that. The architect can actually advise more of seamless travel and stuff like that. We shall go into that much later. So that's the north. When I look at this picture on the right side, which is the east, is the collaboration 
the architect as the collaborator, the set of skills to, to know how to negotiate, to know how to um, diplomacy, some sense of diplomacy, some sense of um, working with local authorities and agencies. So when we see the architect's activists to be the consciousness, then we have the, the architect to be the, um, the open arms. I mean, the, the one that opened their arms out and say, and, and, and to their hearts that, come on, we, we got to work together to, with different agencies and collaborate. And it could be another company, it could be, it could be uh, corporations that are a conscious, uh, socially aware, um, are, are conscious about needing to improve the social environment, you know? So, um, so the idea to collaborate is important for the architect uh, to reclaim the city. On the Western side is professionalism. Uh, the aspects of professionalism as the architect enabler. Uh, the arch when we talk about professionalism, that's the training of the architect. Um, that the architect can be a moderator. And um, even, even in the professional practice, architect um, uh, is the leader of the consulting team. So, um, were, were, were thought about professionalism, were thought about how their role is in um, the construction industry, in serving for the client. So this whole process, when you talk about professionalism, is the process from A to Z, uh, from the design uh, conception to realization of the project and building of the project, and even monitoring the project, you know, whether it works or not, you know, you can, you can see the architect enabler and the architect enabler make it possible things to happen. So it's a hand, you know, it's to do with the hands. When we, it's to do with making things, it's to do with processing things, it's to do with managing things. So hand and eyes, yeah. And the, the fourth, the South is about the architect, business, uh, enterprise, entrepreneur, or architect as a business or entrepreneurship. This is important also the architect is not poor, yeah? <laughs> uh, they have to think about ideas, how to sustain themselves financially, economically, or sustainability with an economic vi viability and sustainability angle for the architect. Um, so the role of the architect is to have this north, East, West, South uh, roles in order for them to, to propel themselves to create and reclaim the city in their different uh, skill sets and, and consciousness. So um, the, architect, the role of the architect and the architectural designer, um, when somebody is trained in architecture school, could be indoctrinated to only look at one aspect of, uh, or one or two aspects of how, uh, of, uh, of seeing everything, but um, the training of the architect should be in, in schools of architecture to look at many aspects, even then. There's, there's nothing wrong with architect deciding 
or the potential architect, the graduate architect, to eventually decide where they're going to go. So projects at school should be um, varied in terms of um, uh, the exposure that they get in terms of uh, the, 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 the crit sessions, which is that's the bread and butter of architecture, and different theories and different ideas are exposed to them very, very early on. Yeah. So okay, that's why I'm, I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is that architectural education is it starts then. It starts with uh, programs that uh, uh, that allow the these ideas of the architect as an enabler, as an activist, as a collaborator, and as a business person. It should be should start at at architectural school, and not uh, just leave to chance, and not. Uh, and having all the set of skills is, is good for a, any sort of endeavor that the, the graduate will, will pursue, you know. Uh, this, this adaptability, uh, being able to adapt to different uh, employment opportunities and being able to um, um, uh, be part of society and not just one way of just going to commercial architecture or just you know, uh, or designing within the boundaries. This is important that the architect is able to be versatile and flexible and adaptable to whatever that society wants the architect to be. So I'm looking at that angle because, because the, the professional, uh, the professional, the built environment professional um, someone that uh, is feels far off from people you know it's like another it's like another planet people can't really reach to reach to 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 get uh, to know the ideas of building professionals it should be it should be more accessible more available these ideas and um, of course we can do events such as what we're doing now for reclaiming the city but um, um, but there should be more of it and others should listen in. And that's what we did in, in a design thesis program that we run for the last two years. We were conscious that they were doing in the projects in, 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 in a B40 population uh, in Kampong Krinchi and uh, with issues such as um, like uh, traffic congestion, lack of recreation, lack of opportunities there. And then they were doing also the Patalin um, Jaya Old Town where there's lack of abandonment, aging population, and uh, just just uh, very much uninspired environment. So, so these two contexts, uh, two sets of students, um, engaged in a year-long program to do their design thesis. And um, we, it's under the context specificity and, um, and solving a problem, uh, solving specific problems um, sort of approach, which uh, motivates the student after they search for the topic titles and, and the projects um, were varied from markets, schools, um, libraries, um, street market, 
uh, healthcare centers, a variety of schools from vocational training to, to kindergarten, yeah, secondary, primary, all that. So, so we see that uh, if we have this sort of program in architecture school, the students tackle something very challenging because they have a real, this, they, they don't do a fantasy thing where they, um, you know, they, they, they put their blinkers on and, and do the design and, and presto, you're applauded for your beautiful drawings. They, they actually had to, to um, uh, when they went to site, um, they had to, to um, the appropriateness of where they, uh, the, the site is, the specific sites that they, they, they identified needed the specific problems to resolve. So they, they, they had to, to, to serve for the site for that one year long, they had to serve the people who use it. They had to serve, you know, the whole, all their skills was, is trying to deal with the a real problem in a sense. Um, and, um, and that was the, the great thing about um, training architects to be, um, an activist, a collaborator, and making sure that they're professional about it, the design process until the end. And there is a sense of entrepreneurship as well. And there are a few projects that actually produce some uh, products that were interesting for, it could have been developed into a business. Uh, so we end there, this idea of the role of the architect Thank you very much for listening.